Well, welcome to today's conversations with John and Lisa. Lisa, yeah. yeah. And Lisa, we're in 2023. Isn't that amazing? I, yes. I, you know, I barely got used to writing 2022 and then it was 2023. Yeah. So it's, it's a little, it's a little daunting for me to remember where we are and what 215 episodes Come on. of conversations. That's I'm ready crazy. for another 400 with you, babe. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. So today is super exciting because we are going to be sharing and ministering and actually kind of introing John's life message with you. It is from your book that is going to be released very, very soon. Possibly, if you're not listening to this podcast, when it releases, it may already be out. It is called The Awe of God. And John, this is an incredible message for you. So I can't wait to turn you loose on this. But before we go there, I just want to encourage you, if you actually subscribe to this show, if you rate it, share it with other people, give us feedback, talk about the things you're hoping we will talk about. It actually really helps us to get it out there, to hear from you, and you may get your review read today. Just like Miss, I love this, one, two, three, look at me. Okay, I love that name. That's <laughs> so you, good. I know, you just can tell they're adorable. Okay, yep. so this is what she said. I just started listening to this podcast last night, and I am now listening to it this morning. What incredible teaching this is. The wealth of information, the Holy Spirit is all through this. I have heard about Lisa and John for years because we've been around for a while. (laughs) This is the first time I've actually taken the time to listen. I ordered the devotional Fiercely Loved in the middle of the night. That's what you should do. And if that tells you anything, looking forward to using the Messenger X app as well. I love love that. Miss one, two, three, look at me. Thank you so much. I think that is so sweet. Anyway, we love being able to help and strengthen people. That's that's why we love this podcast, babe. Absolutely. So, hey, baby, next month. Next month. February 21st is the day. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about what is this idea of the awe of God? Well, there's something I think, Lisa, that's really missing in our worship of God today, and that is the awe of God. And we talk about the love of God, babe, but we must remember that God first reveals himself as scripture in his blazing holiness. And in the center of that holiness, we find his love. And so God is an awesome God. And I was just overwhelmed this morning, Lisa, driving my our, our, my car back here to the house. And I just started thinking uh, the wisdom of this mighty, almighty God who literally weighs every drop of water in the palm of his hands. He puts the earth in his palm. He weighs the mountains in his scales. He measures the universe from his thumb to his pinky, and he chose to save us. But now on the flip side of that, and that's awesome, when you think about him manifesting so, in so flesh. I want, I want to pause. What you're saying is, this is why we should be in awe of God. This is the God we, he's not just daddy. And he's, of course, well, he, he is, is that. daddy, no, but he's yeah. not just, he's yeah. not just, he's not just daddy. And he's not just creator of the earth. He's creator of all things. And, and so you're saying that you were pondering, pondering. about the magnificent. just overwhelmed that someone this magnificent would come down, take on flesh yeah. 
in order to save us who actually we're, we're, we're nothing in compared to him. When you look at the angel, he says, you know, God, you're the one that created this universe, right? What is man? This is Psalm 8, that you are so focused on him. And I think it's one of the seraphim that are next to the throne crying out, holy, holy, holy. I mean, they're not singing a song making God feel good about himself. They're responding to oh, what so they wait, say. Wait, 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 wait. So when we sing praise and worship songs, the purpose isn't to make God feel good about himself? No, we, are, we should be responding to who we're behind holding. And these angels have been crying holy and they don't want replacements. And so he comes down, takes on flesh because he's so focused on us. And then he gives us the privilege of being a part of his family. However, because he did take on humanity, we can't flip it around and make him like us. So the fact is he is still this awesome God that angels still cry out holy. And what's so, so important about this is the scripture makes it so clear, the fear of the Lord. Now, let me say this. the so fear awe and the fear of the Lord the same thing? It's very or... similar. Okay. Okay. Right. So the fear of the Lord, the awe of God is the beginning of knowing God intimately. Now, oh, wow. to have an intimate relationship with someone, you can't be scared of them. Are you not scared of me? Sometimes, in last a good night, way. Last night, I pulled a knife on him. Oh, it was yeah. so funny. It was because, cute. Because yes. he talks about that a lot. Okay. But you know, yeah. it doesn't mean that we're scared of him. It means that we're terrified of being away from him, and we're absolutely in awe of who he is. So it's so a wait, drawing can, so effect. I think it's more that we're aware of how mighty of he is. Of his otherness, that he's transcendent, that we are... We are, you know, I, 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 and, and I draw everything. back from the word otherness. And, and the reason is, is because we're creating his image. And well, I think sometimes I don't want people holy, to, yes, as in I holy. mean, he is okay. holy. Yeah. So he tells us the beginning, and this is what's so interesting. What we would think would cause us to almost be terrified and run away. He says it's actually the beginning, the starting place. That word beginning is actually the word in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's the same Hebrew word. So it's the absolute starting place of knowing God intimately. So what God says is we don't even know him intimately until we fear him. So wow. this is something, or, or until we're in awe of him. So this is something we're talking about. I mean, there are I don't, I don't mean to scare people, but this is something Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount. There are massive amount of people that are going to call Jesus Lord, and he's going to look at them and say, I don't know you. Who are you? I don't know you. And so I think it's really important that we take a look at this because this is every true believer's heart cry is that we want to be intimate with him. He created us to yearn for him. So if we get in touch with our spirit, our born-again spirit, what does it do? It cries out, Abba, Father. But Abba, Father is also a holy God, and that's the beginning of knowing him. that should be our cry is to be intimate with him, what, what does that actually mean? I mean, that sounds really good, but what are you actually, what does that even look like? To be intimate with somebody is mean, means that you see into them. You know their ways. You know what they would do before they do it. If you look at Psalm 139, it shows what it means to be intimate. David makes the statement. He said, Lord, you know my sitting down. You know my standing up. You know my going in, my coming out. You know my lying down, my getting up. He said, you know everything about me. You know even what I'm going to say before I say it. Now, why is that? Because a few verses later, he said, God, if I was able to number the the, the the thoughts that you've had about me personally, 
They would outnumber every granule of sand that's on this planet. Now, that's scripture. God can't exaggerate in scripture. And if you look at one cubic foot of square, one cubic foot of beach, there is between 500 million and 1 billion grains of sand. Right. Now, think about every beach in the world, every desert, every golf course. God can't exaggerate. So what has God done? He has, he has uh, sought out to know our sitting down, rising up, what we would say before we would say it. And he sought to be intimate with us. If I look at you when I first married you, you would give me looks and I'd totally miss the clue. You would kick you, you under you, the table you would kick and me you under would the say table, what? I missed the clue. You would um, say, you know, I would say things that I thought were oh, harmless, but they would really upset you. And I learned later, oh, you don't say those kind of things with Lisa. Okay. I learned what you like, what you didn't like. I liked your, you, I, I found out your taste that you hated jazz. You, 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 you know, you could some jazz. Okay. Freeform. Here it was my favorite, but I yeah. realized, okay, uh, you know, I know I want to know this woman intimately. I'm so in love with her. And so this is what God wants. He created this desire for intimacy in us because he wants it with us. So let me ask you, other than Jesus, who is an example in the Bible that actually reached this place where he knew God, like had a intimate relationship with God? Who would who would just be one? I I, I know there's got, a few. Who's we, your favorite? Oh, don't go favorite, please. Okay. In the Old Who, Testament, let's look at Abraham. I just love Abraham. He's called the friend of God. And the reason he's called the friend of God is because why? He obeyed God even when it didn't make sense what God asked him to do. Because when he was ready to offer up Isaac, the angel said, now I know you fear God. Stop. Don't harm the lad because now I know you fear God. And if you look at his relationship with God, he knew what God was going to do to Simon and Gomorrah before he did it. Right. If you look at Lot, Lot was a righteous man. He's living in Sodom and Gomorrah. He has no clue to what God is about to do. But because Abraham prayed for him, the angels came and got him out. I'm so right. glad Abraham prayed. Right. Why is that? Because Psalm 25 verse 14, Lisa tells us, the secrets of the Lord are with those who fear him. Now, that's pretty amazing. You and I have secrets between us that we don't share on conversations. We don't share with even our team because they, they're not bad secrets. They're fun secrets. It's called privacy. Privacy, yes. right. And our secret, you know, you're the closest human being to me on the earth. You know me better than any human being. You know my secrets better than any human being because I share my innermost parts of my heart with you, right? You do the same with me. God says, I share my secrets. So I share the innermost thoughts of my heart with those who fear me. If you look at Moses, Moses knew his ways. Israel only knew God by how he answered their prayers. That's Psalm 105. So in other words, Moses knows what God's going to do before he even does it. And, helps, and and two times, he looks at God boldly and says, uh-uh, you're not doing this. You are not wiping them out and starting over with me. Now, anybody, if, can you imagine God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. Wow, that's what he said to Abraham. What a great promise. But why is Moses the friend of God? Because what is more important to God is more important to Moses. And Moses looks at God and says, uh-uh, you're not doing that because this would not be good for you. Because yeah. you are, are going to be talked about by the Egyptians. You can't keep your word. You can't fulfill your promises. This is not right. And the Bible says God repented from what he was going to do. Because his friend, because God, you know what God said about Moses? He said, I talked to him face to face like a man talks to his friend. And he says this in, in Numbers 12, 3. There's no one in my house I trust more. Oh my 
gosh, Lisa, no one I trust more. Now stop and think about this. If you go to John chapter two, you will find that Jesus comes into the earth and many trusted in him, right? But he said he didn't trust them because he knew what was in man. So here's God saying, I trust this man more than anybody in the nation. Jesus says, I will not trust man because I know what's a man. But he looks at these disciples after they had stayed with him for three and a half years. And he said, you're the ones that have continued with me through my trials. I mean, let's face it. Jesus was public enemy number one with the leaders, with the Sadducees, the lawyers, right? And he said, you stayed with me. And he said, therefore, I don't call you servants anymore. I now call you friends. That's John 15, 15. He said, and you are my friends because you've done whatever I've commanded you to do. So the fear of the Lord, and we'll get into this in the next podcast, absolutely is linked very closely with obedience. Wow. You know, and anybody out there that might be stuck on uh, John saying that that God repented. You need to understand that repentance isn't always about that God sinned and then he repented. It actually means that he relented. Repentance means he changed his mind. So anybody that stopped listening as soon as John (laughs) said God repented, it just means Moses convinced him. He changed his mind. A better word is he relented. He relented. Yes, that's one I, I like to use on that one. But here's the thing. The idea that both Abraham and Moses had God's heart so uh, knew it so well that you know Abraham said, "Now, now, come on, now, you wouldn't destroy Sodom if there was fifty righteous people. That right. it was well, you wouldn't do it for ten less, and you wouldn't." And he he goes all the way down that he would negotiate. And I love how uh, when God says, "Should we hide from oh. Abraham?" what we are going to what do, seeing, seeing that he is going a, a to be down a here. great nation. And here he is, he's a vagabond wandering from place to place, looking for a city whose builder and maker is God, living in the desert. And can I also say, being a friend with God does not mean you don't make mistakes. There's three people, made right? Of There's mistakes, three people <laughs> other than Jesus that God talks about being his friends. We've got Moses, yeah, Abraham, and David, right? That I can think of in the Old Testament. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't recall David, but yes, God said. I guess hey, I'm thinking a man after. Hey, he's a heart. man after yeah. my heart. So but that that speaks of friendship. All of them made mistakes. I, I mean, Abraham. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll yes. just have a second wife and that craziness and yep. lie and say you're my sister when she's really his wife. And then we've got Moses killing someone. Uh, that's a that's a crazy moment for Moses. And then we've got David killing someone and committing adultery. So we're not saying perfection. Perfection is. But they not, all have this in common. They fear God. Yes. They, which means. To fear the Lord means you delight in obeying his command. Right. So when God made something clear to those men, oh my gosh, they obeyed. Yeah. Well, the one thing I also love about Moses and David uh, in particular was they write from a, a place of awe. Like they talk about creation. Yeah. And they see the stars and they see the sun and they see the moon as mere reflections, and when I say mere, M-E-R-E, of who God is, that that God's handiwork and his awe is on display for all, that there's there's songs of his greatness, that that, uh, Moses 
because he feared God, he drew near. And so I, I love I love all of that, that awe was woven yeah. into everything. And so I, I think one of the things that we need to say to people is, can you even be a friend with God if you don't understand his awe? So you cannot be. It's okay. impossible to be a friend of God without being in awe of him. And I, I want to say this because I feel this in my heart. I feel the Holy Spirit's directing this way. Um, a lot of people then reduce Jesus down. Like It's like there's God, mm -hmm. but then there's Jesus. Yeah. Let's talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just read this this morning. There was a light in the midday, midday. So it's Middle East midday. And I, you and I, when we were in the Middle East the first time, yeah, I remember I, I, I travel everywhere without sunglasses. I had to wear sunglasses at noon in the Middle East yeah. because my eyes are like slivers if I wasn't wearing them, right? So I remember thinking, wow, nowhere in the world have I gone where I need sunglasses. Now, it wasn't that way at eight o'clock in the morning. It wasn't that way at four o'clock in the afternoon. But boy, 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock, yikes, is it bright over there. It's it's the dry air. It's the terrain. It's everything, right? Yeah. And so Paul says, at noon, I saw light from heaven brighter than the noontime sun. Okay, brighter. And, and, then, and then very specifically, Paul says, who are you? And I just read this this morning. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. Now, let's stop and think about it. When Jesus returns, the Bible tells us the sun's going to be turned to darkness. The moon and the stars are not going to shine. Well, let's, let's, let's think this through. We know how bright the sun is. When, when, when the sun goes down at night, what happens? We see stars everywhere. There's stars, right? But then when the sun comes up in the morning, the stars are gone. Do the stars just run away? They say, hey, guys, these, the sun's coming up. We're all going to run away. No, they have one level of glory. The sun has another level of greatness, and the sun darkens the stars. Even though all the stars are still out there, they're still shining, it is so much brighter. Well, when Jesus returns, the light that comes from his face is going to darken the sun even though it's still burning. And that's why Isaiah and Revelation says the people of this earth are going to cry out for the rocks to fall on them and hide them from the face wow. of him who's coming. So you can't just say, well, that's God. I don't really get God. And that, but Jesus, you know, hey, hey, come on. I get Jesus. Listen, he came as the lamb, but he's coming back as the warring, conquering king, the yeah. blazing God manifested yeah. in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just think, you know, it is time for the church to really comprehend who this Jesus is we serve. If we read his description in the book of Revelations, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's not just the light, it's everything about his figure has been transformed. His face yeah. shone like the sun, John Peregrine falls sun. down like mm -hmm. a dead man. Yep. yep. And that's the same John that had breakfast with Jesus on the seaside and after he was raised from the dead. Yeah, after he was raised from the dead. Absolutely. But now he sees him on the island of Patmos because he's in his state of who he really is, his glory, right? Yep. He's not hiding his glory like yep. he did on the seashore. Yep. John falls down like a dead man. Yep. And this is the guy that was really close. I mean, this is the God we serve. This is the Jesus we serve. And he's wonderful. And he loves us so much, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that is a lot to ponder. I just want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, if this episode has impacted you in any way and you're like, hey, 
I need to know more about this. I just want you to know you can get your hands on the book, The Awe of God. And I, I just want to read the subtitle because I love the subtitle, The Astounding Way a healthy fear of God transforms your life. So it's, it isn't just about having a relationship with God. It's about as we pursue him, he changes us. So again, please, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us get it out there. And if you haven't already, download Messenger X. I love that Messenger X has courses that relate to the books that we launch. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that people will let's, do that. Let's share how people can get it. First of all, Absolutely. so you, they know what the cover looks like. Uh, Here, right now, Pete, Pete, you can get it. Just go to Amazon. I'm, I'm not even going to send you to Messenger International. Just go to Amazon. It's yeah. just a click and it's at your front door and in two days. And free shipping. And yeah. right. And, or you can go to Barnes and Nobles, uh, but to pre-order it, the easiest way to do it is just Go to Amazon. And if you want to, you can go to johnbevere.com or you can go to messengerinternational.org. But listen, what's important to us is that you get the message, not that not where you order it. We want to make it easy, convenient for you. There's going to be the Kindle version. I went into a studio and didn't really read it. I preached it. It was really fun. So you can get the Audible. You can get yep. the... And this, by the way, is not what the book is going to look like. It's going to be a beautiful hardback book. And I want to tell everybody this about this. copy. It's 42 chapters. Now, that may frighten you. No, it's not a big book this thick. Why 42 chapters? Each chapter is only six pages with the exception of two. And I know our busy lifestyles. I know you can read this in five, seven minutes, but then we have making it personal. Now, what is making it personal? There is a passage that from the chapter, then there is a point, a major point from the chapter. Then there's a ponder, and this is the one I like. We ask really, really thought-provoking questions to help you. And then there's a prayer, and then there's a profession. So it's we call it the five Ps. And the other thing is, once you watch the chapter, there is a QR code in the back of the book, and you go to a four-minute video that will help solidify one point of that chapter. So we just really want to make this easy for your family Bible study, your group Bible study. We want to get this message into your heart because this is why we're so troubled by how many people are walking away from the faith. Over 40 million people have walked away from Christianity in the last 20 years. That is a Barna study. And the awe of God, the fear of the Lord, is what keeps us from departing. It keeps us from departing from the faith, and we want to see you finish well. So, Lisa, sorry to interrupt, but I no, just want to no, make no, that no, really no, clear. No, 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 I hope you guys are hearing John's passion for this message. This is a life message, and we believe that the fear of the Lord and the awe of God, they go hand in hand, but that they are going to be the key to revival, which we need to see not only in our nation, but in the nation's of the world. So until next time, this has been Conversations with John and Lisa. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you love to listen. Also, if you haven't already, go right ahead and download Messenger X to hear more content from John and Lisa Bevere and other great messengers. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Conversations with John and Lisa.